Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's the Love of Man podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan. Today, we're going to do the Premier League Match Day 3 review and Match Day 4 preview. Um, just to note, there will be a big gap between Match Day 3 and 4 because it is the international break. So, I will be bringing that up also in the, in the main episode, uh, in the main section of this podcast. But, anyways, I do hope you guys do enjoy today's episode. Uh, if not, understand, uh, sport, talk is, sport talk is not the most entertaining uh, but if you do enjoy it, and if you are interested in the Premier League, please go watch it. It is very fantastic to watch and very entertaining. If you can't watch the full game, watch the highlights. Even that's pretty good, uh, even though they're about three minutes long on the internet or even on YouTube. Anyways, I'll see you guys in the episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Brian, and welcome back to the show. Um, it's the Love Bad podcast again. Obviously, there's no, there's no other reason I would be here, but... We are back to the Premier League. It's a Wednesday episode. So there's sports opinions. Um, so we'll be recover- uh, we'll be reviewing uh, basically what happened in match uh, match day three, um, and we'll be doing a preview of match day four. Now, please don't understand. I'm rushing this a little bit because I have a lot of work to attend. To, uh, I have a lot of work to attend to uh, because my studies are also very important. So, <laughs> uh, please don't understand. I am quite a busy guy. Uh, even though I have been in quarantine um, due to being a close contact, but I am negative and I am fine. So I am all good. But anyways, let's, uh, let's get this, you know, kicked off. And I think everyone who watches the Premier League or the English Premier League uh, saw that the first the first game of Match Day 3 was going to be an exciting one, we hoped. You know, Man City versus Arsenal, normally a big kind of game. You know, Arsenal's known to be a, a minimum top four club for a long period of time, uh, besides the last few seasons. And we expected them to put up a fight. Uh, no, that didn't happen. Uh, Granite Xhaka got a red card. Um, I saw the tackle. It was... Uh, it's questionable. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> what can I say? You know, it it was, it was rough. It was, uh, Man, like, Man City just destroyed them. <laughs> Let's be fair. 5-0, 80-20 possession. It, it's hard. You know, it's not, not the greatest. Let's be fair. I'm surprised Granit Xhaka still at the club, honestly. But to be fair, he's probably one of the better defensive midfielders. Uh, let's be honest here. So it, it's 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 tough, you know. Man, Man City were like three 0 up, I think, at halftime. By then, uh, you can see two goals in the first twelve minutes. It was just a rough game, <laughs> really rough game. Um, you know, Arsenal still missing some players, definitely. They just let go of Villian. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't give them an excuse to lose, like, 5-0 to Man City. Um, it was it was just tough. It was really, really tough. You, you, you can't say much more about that. Um, but as I predicted, it was going to be, you know, a, a, a goalless game for Arsenal. Um, I predicted 2-0 last week. Uh, it ended up being 5-0. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I didn't expect Arsenal to do fantastic. It, they, they've been poor at the beginning of the season. 
and they, they've just been really just scrambling to get things done. They've got a new goalkeeper in Aaron Ramsdale they brought in from Sheffield. Um, they, let's see, if my Wi-Fi would like to work. Oh, come on, come on. Sorry, I'm just having pauses here. Got a lot of things to attend to. I'm getting messages and everything. Uh... Yeah, so, I mean, they, they have a new, new goalkeeper in Aaron Ramsdale, who didn't start. Um, Bird Leno, I think, starts most of the time. Aaron Ramsdale has been good for, I think, Sheffield it was. But he wasn't fantastic last season. Um... Fulham in the Premier League, and he's now signed for Arsenal, basically as a backup, but Leno, I think, still starts. Uh, Bamiang was brought back into the lineup, but he, he came off. Uh, wasn't fantastic, uh, must be honest here. And I think, overall, Messi just ran them right, like, literally just ran all over them. Their left-back is still a problem. They started Jao Cancelo at our left-back, but he's normally a right-back, and Kyle Walker came off... Uh, Later, later into the game, uh, to move one Jal uh, Casillo back to the right back, and they brought on uh, uh, Andrei Shinchenko. Um A lot of players got minutes. Peguardion basically knew that it wasn't gonna, you know, be a tough game. He just knew he was just gonna rotate players in and out. It's just a bit unfortunate, honestly. I, I want Arsenal to do well, even though like they're my bitter rivals because I'm a Man United fan. But I still want them to do well because like. I felt bad for Arsene when he when he got basically booted out of the club by the fans, and then now that Arsenal fans have had to put up with like eighth place constantly, and now they're at the bottom of the table after three three matches, it's it's been rough. Uh, but I'm I'm one in the correct column. Anyways, we move on to the next game. I've been spending too much time on Messi Arsenal. Uh, Newcastle Southampton. I predict this to be a draw. I didn't see a lot going on. Both of them play low blocks. Southampton has got some good attacking power as well. And so does Newcastle. And I did watch parts of the game. I didn't watch the entire game. I couldn't catch all these games. Uh, but honestly, Southampton were really lucky to get um, basically a last-minute penalty. Um, I, I, I saw the tackle. It was... Yeah, he got the guy more. But... Yeah, he... Yeah, okay. No, it was a penalty. It was just... It was a bit rough to call. Um, especially towards so late into the game, uh, Newcastle still there and won it, and then uh, in borrowed time, in, 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 in injury time, they just got a free penalty. It wasn't free, it was definitely a deserved penalty, but at the same time, I just it was hard. But I feel bad for Newcastle, but I predicted an 0-1-1 draw. It was a 2-2 draw, I was close. Uh, but, you know, another one in the correct column, so I'm 2-4-2 two for, two for, uh, two for two right now. Uh, Brighton-Everton. Now, Brighton Everton, I, I expected Graham Potter, like Graham Potter to like at least bring the Brighton team to get a goal. Like you normally have like fairly, fairly good attacking power from Brighton. Even though they're not the most known to have that, but they still still do it. You know, Trossard, McAllister, Neil Morpe as well, fairly good. Uh but no, they they didn't do that. I predicted a two one win for Everton, they got two two nil instead. Dominic Calvert Lewin got a penalty. Uh, towards the end of the game, and I thought it was just a quite good performance from Everton. Uh, yes, 
Brighton probably had more possession, and yes, they did. They had basically two times the amount of passes that Everton did as well, but at least Everton were a bit more clinical with their finishes, and uh, also Pickford with a, a very good save. Um, you know, I thought that would be an opportunity for them to get a goal, but unfortunately Pickford made a good save. Uh, but I am 3 for 3. <laughs> very happy with that performance so far. Uh, anyways, I've got messages to attend to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold up, let me... Anyways, we move on to the next game. Uh, West Ham Crystal Palace. Now, I have, a, I, have a, I have a friend who's a West Ham fan. Uh, always, you know, talks to me about West Ham when we, whenever we see each other. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a while, though, but I will get to that eventually, uh, once lockdown eventually finishes. Uh, but I actually expected West Ham to win this. Um, Crystal Palace hasn't had the greatest starts to the, to the Premier League. Uh, I think they're one loss, one draw right now, I think, currently. Um, not one of the greatest starts to the Premier League, but, uh, you know, like before this game, it was just one draw, one loss. But now it's two draws, one loss. Um, they drew 2-2 with Crystal, uh, drew 2-2 with West Ham. I, yeah, I didn't expect West Ham to score two goals. I predicted 2-0 West Ham. I really expected them to win this, but I didn't expect Crystal Palace to really come into the game and really get the goals back. Um... You know, it was it was actually a fairly good game. I actually really enjoyed watching um, parts of it. I didn't watch all of it. I watched parts of the, you know, Conor Gallagher, pretty good goals to be fair. I can't. I, I don't. I I never really knew who he was. I I don't really pay attention to a lot of Crystal Palace, uh, and I'm really really seriously watching the Premier League this season. Um, like I watched a lot last season, but like it's pretty boring because the fans went there, and now that the fans are back, I think it's a lot more exciting. Um. Uh, but I thought West Ham played fa fairly well. For now, it's got a pretty good goal. Mikel Antonio as well. Pretty pretty good game. It was very entertaining. If you wanted to watch a game, I think that was probably one of the, one of the better ones to watch. A um, good amount of goals. Uh, good finishes as well. And, you know, very intense game. Uh, but I predicted West Ham to win. Not a 2-2 draw. So, uh, I'm wrong on that one. So, I'm 3-4-4. Three, three four, four. Still pretty good so far. Uh, Norwich City versus Leicester City. Uh, now, no one expects Norwich to win this. Um, Leicester City was a top uh, top six finisher last season, uh, and you know no one no one really saw that Norris was going to win that. Like everyone knew, and I even I knew. Like even though I have Team Lupuki on my fantasy team, which I should probably get rid of actually, I should probably change that up. I haven't attended to that in a while. Um, but Norris never had a chance in this. Like Leicester City, random all over the place. Norwich took a lot of long shots that just kept on going upwards. Um, you know, basically, Leicester just was more clinical with their shots. Even though they, had, they, had, they only had nine shots, but they at least put three on target, you know, that's 33.333 repeater percent. While Norwich put 14 shots and only put about four on target. So about roughly 25%. Um, like, it's, it's a bit more than 25, I think. But, yeah, it's close enough. Uh, but I think, I think, obviously, everyone expected Leicester to win that. But you can always have your Premier League upsets. You, you never know. Brentford upset Arsenal in the first week. But, you know, it's what it is. Uh, but I, I predicted a 3-1 win for Leicester. I expected to score, them to score a bit more. Uh, but they didn't. But two, two goals is still a very good uh, kind of goal uh, amount. Anyways, Aston Villa-Brentford. 1-1 draw. I actually predicted Aston Villa to win this. Um, I thought they were going to do much better than that. Um, you know, 
you know, Ollie Watkins, Denny Ings, you know, I think they had a fantastic strike force. It's just they didn't really do much, honestly, up front. Um, Brentford got a good goal back as well. And so, you know, I think it was, honestly, a fairly good game. Uh, Aston Villa were, you know, behind. Embudia was very good with that goal, to be fair. Watch parts of it. I watched parts of all the Premier League games, and then I watched the entire game of Man United, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, but you know, there are a lot of Premier League games going, and especially a lot, a lot of them at the same time. So I can't just be like, I'm gonna watch this, 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 and this. You have to work out like what which games you can fully watch and which ones you can't. Um, but fairly even game from Aston Villa Brentford. Actually, I, I watched parts of it. It's very, very good. Um, not the most entertaining football, because most of the action happened in the first 15 minutes. Afterwards, you got, like, a few chances here and there, but nothing exciting overall. Uh, so I'm two wrong, four right, so four out of six, I'm doing okay. Now let's move on to Liverpool-Chelsea. Now, uh, a lot of people are gonna, you know, be annoyed at the red card for Reese James, but, oh, come on, man. You, you handball on the line, on the goal line, that's, that's kind of... It's kind of hard to say. Like, if you handball on the goal line, it's it's like, it almost looks like it's deliberate at that point. Yes, I can I can see the reasons why it doesn't look deliberate, but at the same time, it looks deliberate enough where he just raises his arm to get the ball. It's kind of just like no, that's not a natural position because I think the rules for handball is if your arm is or hand is not in a natural position, they classify it as a handball, uh, and that was not a natural position. So. A red card, I think, is deserved, stopping a clear goal. Uh, but even then, um, Chelsea pretty did pretty well defensively, even with 10 men after half-time. Very good defensive performance from Chelsea, you know. Stood stood, off, <laughs> stood up against Liverpool with 24 shots, 7 on target. You know, Liverpool wasn't clinical, but at least they were really giving... They were really trying to, you know, get that second goal to win against Chelsea. And Chelsea only had only six shots through on target. But at least Chelsea was a bit more clinical. Good uh, good handle from Kai Havertz. Uh, very, very good. And then Mo Salah, cool as, a, cool as you can be with a penalty. Um, you know, I think I think Chelsea put up a fantastic performance, considering that they had 10 men against a, a basically fully fit um, Liverpool side. And so, I think it was a well-deserved draw. Um... You know, yes, they scrape, they they lose two points, but they scrape away a point at least against a fully fit eleven man Liverpool when they only have ten. So I think it was a very good game, uh, nonetheless. I predicted a one-one draw as well. I didn't expect a lot of goals. I also didn't expect a red card. Uh, but you know, I am five for seven right now. I'm doing fairly good. Um, and then this is where it all goes downhill. <laughs> uh, imagine uh, Burnley leads now. I expected Burnley to do uh, a bit worse, and I expected Leeds to do a lot better. Now, Leeds is a very high-paced attacking like kind of team. You know, they're very good with the speed down the wings with uh, Rafinha, Phillips, uh, Dallas as well, and then you have Bamford up front. You know, very very good team. Um, but they didn't do as much as I thought they would. They didn't really get a good shot on target until Bamford got like a touch onto it. You know. And it was a fairly even game, even though Bamford had, like, uh, no, no, not Bamford. Uh, Leeds had a lot of the possession, like, possession, but, like, at the same time, it was just Burnley put up a very good defensive, like, route. And, you know, Chris Wood's goal wasn't, you know, fantastic. It was a bit of a deflection, you know, it wasn't a good goal, but it was still a goal nonetheless, and Leeds really had to fight for that, um, 
for that point, and they did. They got the point back. So it's a 1-1 draw. I predicted a 3-1 win for Leeds. I actually expected Leeds to run them over, but Burnley's very good defensively. Um, especially playing like a regular 4-4-2. Um, you know, low block 4-4-2. I think that's most of their standards. Yeah, exactly. So, you know... Not the most entertaining game you'll find, you know, good chances here and there, but, you know, not not, not much action in front of the goal. Uh, but, I don't know, wrong prediction, I'm a bit annoyed on that one, but, you know, it is what it is. I am currently uh, five uh, for eight, so only three wrong so far. Tottenham-Watford, I predicted 2-0, uh, the, the actual result was 1-0. Um, you know, I expected Tottenham to score more goals. Their, their attack is a lot better than the one for defense, let's be honest here. Harry Kane, Hyungmin Son, Deli Ali. You know, you have Lucas Moura as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good talent on uh, Tottenham, you know. Regulon as well, being fairly good at left back. Uh, Eric Dyer coming in with a very clutch header um, in front of the goal uh, to save. Uh, basically Tottenham from kissing another one. I think Hugo Lewis could have got that, but still Eric Dyer coming in with a good, kind of good header, uh, did really help. Uh, yeah, Tottenham random, like, all over the place. Yes, the goal was a bit of, like, a, a big oof and a big mistake from the Watford goalkeeper. Um, you know, watching that free kick. Yes, you expect the players to get onto that, so you wait for it, but... As a goalkeeper, I think you just try and put everything on the line to get that ball into your hands. Like, there's no way you just let that go by you and expect the attacker to get their foot on there. Sometimes it just curls into the goal, and you really have to get your hands on it. I'm not a goalkeeper, and I don't know what his thinking process was at the time, but I think just from a viewer and a fan's perspective, I think he really should have got to that. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, it was a mistake, and the mistake cost him in the end. 1-0 loss for Watford. Uh, but I still got no prediction correct, even though it wasn't exactly the scoreline. Uh, it was still a win for Tottenham, so a win for me. Yeah. Uh, so I am currently six of nine. Nice. <laughs> uh, very. Nice. I should probably just keep it there. Um, but no, I have to. Rec I have to cover the last game, which was May United Wolves. I'm gonna go on a bigger rant here. A bit of a rant. Uh, we should have lost that game. May United should have hands down lost that game. We got destroyed. We were absolutely dusted for the entirety of, like, the first 70 minutes played. Like, we were dusted, bro. Like, we didn't have a shot on target until the 60th fucking minute. That was ridiculous, bro. We we should have lost that. There's no there's no there's no way we should have won that. Um, but we got we got the three points, one 0 win for me United. But we we should have lost that. Mason Greenwood coming in clutch there with a with a pretty good goal. Now, a lot of Wolves fans are very annoyed at the the Pogba-Neves kind of altercation. Like, Pogba came in with a tackle because he lost the ball, got the ball back. But if you look at the tackle, the top of his foot, like, the, the top of his boot studs catch the inner, like, shin guard of Ruben Neves. And I think from just a fan-specific perspective... Like, not even a main eye perspective. I think from, like, a bias perspective, I think that's a foul. Like, there was no contact with the ball. Ruben Neves got to the ball first. I think the only reason that the ref didn't give it was because Ruben Neves looked at the ref and then went down. He didn't go down immediately. If he went down immediately, I think that's a foul and we don't win there. Uh, and we should have lost, honestly. Adama Traore ran all over us. Like, he was outpacing Aaron Wan-Bissaka everywhere and just bullying him. 
And then uh, Trincao as well. Oh my god, he was electric against our midfield. Like, we really just had to just stop him. Although, Rafael Varane, fantastic performance for his debut. You know, full 90 minutes, played fantastic. Um, you know, even got an assist, clean sheet. You know, fantastic debut for him. I'm really excited to see what else he can bring uh, once he really catches up to speed. Um, and you say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, but he's not, he's not built for this league. And no, he is. He's a very big physical specimen he can get his head onto the ball he did a lot of that in the box for us against the Wolves corners like he really got his head to the ball first um and we, and we really missed that with Victor Lindelof because he's not a very big uh header of the ball he's more of like a a long ball passing you know defender and Rafa Varane can do that as well yes he had some missed passes but I think he's just trying to get back into the atmosphere of the game uh, especially with new teammates as well he needs to you know get adjusted um, yes, he's a fantastic centre-back, but he still needs adjustment time. I think a lot of people still need adjustment time, um, especially to a new league, to a new country. You know, it's it's hard. But we should have lost that game. We we did not we did not deserve that game at all. Only um, Solskjaer played Pogba in a CDM after you know two electric performances at left wing. He just plays him at CDM. Like why? Um, like. I understand you need speed in the midfield. I understand that McTominay's injured now. You don't play Matic against a high-speed, you know, Wolves team. Uh, where they just run straight past Matic. So, for whatever reason, you just decide to play Pogba at CDM with Fred. And Fred just looked clueless throughout the entire game. Um, he had a poor performance last week against Southampton, and he has another, you know, average performance this week. Uh, I don't mean to shit on him. He's not a CDM. He's just not built for it. I know he isn't. He's more of a box-to-box midfielder. That's what he was at Shakhtar Donetsk, and that's what he wants to be. Um, and he doesn't fit into our rotation as a box-to-box midfielder because we need a CDM. And if we don't get one before the ed- deadline ends, we're fucked. <laughs> and it's like, no, if ands or buts about it. The deadline is... Uh, ends tomorrow, um, or even like just tonight, I think. Um, no, we got 24 hours of the window left, I think, um, as of like now almost, but no, as of recording at least, like as of now in recording, then it could be whatever time when I release this. Um, but we we did not deserve to win this game. We got absolutely destroyed. Like. We we just didn't deserve it. Um, we even we had even though we had a bit more possession, it doesn't mean shit because a lot of our possession was at the back trying to find a long pass, and that doesn't work when Wolves are playing a three four three and they're literally sitting back waiting for you to play a long pass in the center and counter attack you as fast as possible. You know, especially with a big guy like Adama Traore who runs like there's no tomorrow. He's got the pace of literally to outbeat and outpace like a lot of defenders in this league. And he outpaced most of our defenders. And so, uh, thank God we have Rafael Varane. Because he, he had the composure to really just let him drive at him. And really make the tackle eventually. Or even just let another person come in and tackle him. Then we had moments where, in front of the box, we had just moments where we just fucked up. <laughs> um, David De Gea, fantastic performance, honestly. He made a double save to save our asses again. David De Gea really saved us this game. Um, you know, fantastic saves all over the park. Um, you know, and then Aaron Wampersack with a goal line clearance. Fuck me. Like, we did not deserve to win that game. We just, we just didn't. And 
listening to Ole's post-match conference and saying, oh, we just... For the first half, we played really poor, I think, and, um... Like, his, his like, tone of voice almost sounds like he, he was just shocked at what happened. And I, I was shocked as well, but, like, his shock was almost like... Phew, I got away with a win. I, I, I should be safe now. No... The squad selection was poor, again. The tactics didn't change until the 60th minute, again. And the thing is, you didn't even swap out Fred, who had a pretty poor game. Like, he, he had an average game, right? He made some good passes and tackles here and there, but then he had one moment where he cost, he almost cost us a goal a few times as well. And it's just like, ugh... He had an okay game. I'm, I'm not gonna shit on him a lot. He had an okay game at a CD as a CDM, but like when Pogba's telling you where to go, that that means you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and Pogba just looked uncomfortable in his position. He just didn't feel like it. Just it didn't feel like he did a lot today because he just didn't. He couldn't do anything. He was had to sit back constantly, and you know that's that's the position where he hates it. And Ollie knows that, and that's, he still played him there anyways. So, you know, we really need a CDM. That that's the that's the bottom line. We need the CDM. Like, MA United, we desperately need it. Because we just got destroyed by Wolves. We got absolutely destroyed. Uh, and we're lucky to get away with a win. We're lucky to get 7 of 9 points. You know, we, we should have got 9 of 9. But when we perform like this, we shouldn't even have 7 of 9. We should have 3 of 9 at this point. We just, we've played like shit for the last two weeks. Um... Because we just don't have a true CDM, and Oli refuses to acknowledge that problem. He refuses to change it up. And apparently, apparently this is news that I've heard only today, as of recording at least, apparently Oli wants to try and include two strikers in the formation. So what is he going to do, play a 4-4-2? Like, is he going to move to a box standard 4-4-2? Ronaldo, Greenwood up front, you know, Sancho on the right. Pogba on the left, and then the two midfielders, probably Bruno Fernandes and, I don't know, probably Fred again. But if we have a formation like that, we can't do that again, because one, we don't have a CDM to hold the middle down. Two, our midfield gap is massive, because if you expect Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, and Sancho to really hold that midfield all together, kind of difficult. I mean, Greenway can drop into, like almost a centre-forward role, and then Ronaldo just plays straight up front. But we'll have to see what happens. I just I just don't understand how that would work, especially with our midfield depth being already fairly poor now. You know, McTominay's injured, Matic is not as good as it used to be anymore. Like, as he used to be, he used, he used to be a lot better at Chelsea, but now he's old, he's 33 for, he's for a reason, you know, he's, he's not good. And then Juan Mata's not playing any games, like, at midfield at least, he's probably playing as, like, a right midfielder at this point, but he's probably gonna see Europe, uh, like, basically Europe games, like, European games, or like, even cup games, and, like, the FA Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever the fuck you call it. Um, and... We just sold Daniel James, apparently, as a recording, for £30 million to Leeds United. Um, so that's another midfield, like, winger midfield gone. Jesse Lingard's apparently staying. Fuck. <laughs> um, and who else? Donny van der Beek just doesn't see the field. He only made, I think, three substitutions today, uh, like, th this game. Um, 
yeah, he brought off Mason Greenwood for Anthony Martial, I think it was. He brought off Daniel James for Edson Cavani, and he brought off Jaden Sancho for um, I can't remember who it was. No, no, sorry, my bad. He brought off Mason Greenwood for Diego Dalot. He brought off Daniel James for Edson Cavani, I I think at the time. No, he brought off Daniel James for Anthony Martial, and Jaden Sancho came off for Edson Cavani. And so, basically, what happened was, when Edson Cavani came on, Greenwood moved to, basically, left wing. Daniel James was playing right wing. And then, Edson Cavani was straight up front, and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, when I saw that change, I genuinely was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not the change we need. Yes, we need goals, but our midfield's the problem. We can't create shit, <laughs> you know? We couldn't progress the ball effectively. Um... Because if you saw, there was just a lot of one-twos between Paul Pogba, Rafa Varane, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Harry Maguire. And even sometimes Luke Shaw as well. Paul Pogba was really roaming in between that midfield and Fred was just kind of hobbling along. Basically playing as a fifth centre-back at that point. Like a, like a third centre-back and like a fifth defence. Like, uh, like a, def- a fifth defender. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? And then, you know, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, Fred all pick up yellow cards. I'm not surprised. Paul Pogba... Okay, had a poor tackle. Bruno Fernandez also just talking back to the ref, and then Fred, you know, had also a poor tackle as well. But yeah, this game was a completely shambolic performance. I know it's a win. I know I'm complaining, even though it's a win. But we should, we don't deserve this win. Like, if you watch the game, you would understand. We don't deserve that at all. Like, we we got completely fucking destroyed. Um, I, I just I just don't understand the substitutions he made. He just made three forward substitutions. Why? I know we got a goal, but why? <laughs> if you want to make these substitutions, make them at halftime, man. Like, I know in football, you know, you don't really make substitutions until, like, later into the game. But, fuck me, man. If you, if you understand something is wrong, you make them at halftime. Okay, I don't care. Every game so far, we haven't made a change at halftime. I don't understand why. <laughs> if I was the manager, I would make changes at half time because I know something's wrong, you know. <laughs> so I don't understand, and it just pisses me off every week in, week out. We just don't make changes until the seventieth fucking minute. Oh my god, it's so painful to watch, man. <laughs> Jaden Sancho had a poor game, but it's because he started out of position, the left wing position. He's not known to be a left winger. I wanted him to start on the right wing, actually, and then Daniel James was never going to start to begin with, I think. I think Daniel James has already played his last game for Man United anyway, so just giving him some, you know, warm-up minutes at that point. Jaden Sancho should have started right wing, Paul Popper should have started left mid, Donny van der Beek, or even Matic should have started alongside Fred, but it should have been Donny van der Beek. Matic was going to be our pace no matter what. You, can, you can't tell me otherwise. Adama Traore runs straight through him. Trincao runs past him like there's no effort there. You know, Connor Cody also just had some moments as well. Raul Jimenez performed average. <laughs> uh, you know, Ruben Neves was playing passes like there was no tomorrow. Nelson Semedo, Marcel. You know, we should have lost that game. We should have just lost that game. It was a depressing performance. I know I'm talking like we've just lost everything in the world, but... If we continue to do this, we don't challenge for the title. We don't do anything. We challenge for the FA Cup, which would be good. We need silverware. But at the same time, we should be challenging for the league week in, week out. This is not challenging for the league. This is like 
basically fighting for relegation scrap at this point. <laughs> and with the amount of signings we brought in and the amount of talent we have on this team, I am so annoyed that we cannot perform in a cons on a consistent basis week in, week out. You know, we had a fantastic performance week one. I wasn't going to get overhyped because it was week one and plus we had almost everyone fit and Leeds were still missing a few players who weren't fully fit on the bench. Then we walk into Southampton, scrape away a point, <laughs> barely, you know, deserve to probably lose that game as well. And then we deserve to lose this game, somehow win it, and apparently everyone's happy. No, I don't care about the whatever new record we broke, apparently 28 games from unbeaten unaway games or whatever. I don't give a shit about that, okay? And plus, a lot of pe a lot of people are gonna say that that record's almost invalid because we played al almost all those games in an empty stadium. So, you know, I understand their point. But like, at the same time, I don't care about the fucking record. I care about you know winning games convincingly. I know not all games are gonna be won convincingly. This game deserved to be a loss. I feel bad for Wolves players. I feel bad for Wolves supporters. We deserve to lose this. I am not even gonna. Like, be mad if they somehow overturn this win into a loss. I will not be mad. Because we deserve to lose that. We did not deserve to score a goal and win that game. Yes, Mason Greenwood's finish was fantastic, but that Ruben Nevins foul probably should have been a foul. Probably should have been another yellow card on Paul Pogba. Probably should have sent him off at that point. But at the same time, if the ref says no, then we play on. You know, you play until the whistle goes. <laughs> You play, you play the whistle, boys, you know? But we got destroyed in the first half. Our first half was awful. And when the manager says, I just think we couldn't get into the tempo and everything, maybe. When he says maybe in his press conference or his co conference in general, that's when you know he sounds like he's fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, if your manager says maybe, that means he doesn't know what the problem is. Couldn't get into the temple, maybe. You know, couldn't pick it up. Passes were inconsistent. Of course they were inconsistent. You're playing Paul Pogba at CDM again. Last season, when you played him at CDM, he wasn't fantastic. You know, he played like shit half of the time. <laughs> you know? Yes, he had some performances here and there, but he was electric the first week. He was also very good last week. Probably one of the only good performers last week. You know? And then you play him at CDM. <laughs> it's just like, it's... Baffling! It is absolutely baffling what the fuck is going on. So, oh, I don't know, man. May United is just kind of like. I, I don't even know what to say it is anymore. It's just like. It's driving me through insanity at this point. I've been through the highs and lows and everything. I watched Phil Jones and Chris Smalling being the centre backs for two years straight. Oh, fuck me. Just. Awful performance. By us in the first half. Second half, we picked it up a little bit. Um, but we just lost the ball so many times. We played passes straight to the Wolves players constantly. And they just kept on attacking us. Attacking, attacking, attacking. They were so unlucky not to get a goal. I'm not even like joking. They were so unlucky to not get a goal. They deserved a goal. After the amount of shots they put against us. Like, holy shit. Yes, not a lot of them were on target. But fuck, man. Like, we did not deserve that at all. <laughs> But, I predicted a 2-2 draw. It was a 1-0 win for Man United. I got another one wrong. So, my record for this week of match day 2. Oh no, 3, sorry. Match day 3 is um, 6 out of 10. 
So about 50%. I'll take it at this point. Above 50%, I will definitely take it. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to see next week, uh, which we'll do the preview of now. Also, right now, my predictions for this week. And we'll see how we go. So, the first game of match day four will be Crystal Palace Tottenham. I expect Tottenham to win that. Um, no, I think Crystal Palace will challenge. So, I think it'll be like a 2-1, maybe a 1-0. Um, Tottenham have won, I think, all their games are 1-0. Um, yeah, 3-1-0 wins. Oh, my God. So, maybe Tottenham 1-0. Maybe. Maybe. I could be wrong, but maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. Uh, so let's write all these down. Tottenham, Crystal Palace. I think it's a 1-0 or 2-1 win for Tottenham. Um, they are playing away at Crystal Palace. But at the same time, I think they should still win that uh, no matter what. Uh, how do I write these out again? My brain's dying. I have not had coffee today. So please, do understand. I love coffee. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it'll be, I think it'll be a 2-1 uh, Tottenham. I don't think there's much say in Crystal Palace's like, camp. I think they might try and bring to a 1-1 draw, but I, I expect a 2-1 win from Tottenham. Watford Wolves, I think Wolves win that. After, after three games without scoring a goal, they really need to just get onto it and I so I think I think Wolves win against Watford. I think I probably two two nil, maybe one nil. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nil though. Uh Watford has shown glimpses, but they've had moments where they've really screwed around and not done the ma- the most amazing. Brentford Brighton uh hmm. I think it's a one one. <laughs> like I I think that's a one one. I don't really see how both teams can win either side. Maybe Brighton wins 1-0, but I think it's a 1-1 draw. I mean, considering what what happened this week with literally nine draws, basically. I'm joking, it's not nine draws. It's like half of the games were draws. Six games were draws, and four games were just decided by one goal. Uh, no, not, one by, not by one goal, but has a clear winner. You know, half of the games had 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one, one draws or 0-0 nil, nil draws. It was actually two 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 draws one like two one one uh three one one draws sorry and so you know <laughs> half of the games are draws what do you want from me so I think Brentford Brighton is a one one draw Arsenal Norwich I think Arsenal should get onto the the score sheet at this point I think Arsenal win this I I hope Arsenal win this actually um I think one nil I think it'll be a close game I think it'll be a very scrappy one nil maybe two nil. But 1-0 Arsenal, I think, at least. It has to be, right? There's no way they just go full match days without scoring a fucking goal in a win. Uh, anyways, May United, Newcastle. Now, this is the international break, so we will not be doing a cover next week. We'll be doing one afterwards. Because it's international break, uh, and apparently... Ronaldo might be making his debut against Newcastle, which is the next game we're going to predict. Man United, Newcastle, and if Ronaldo makes his debut, I expect some goals. So I expect a 3-0 win for Man United. I'm going to go big balls here. I'm just going <laughs> to slap, I, I don't know, go all in, basically. Um, you know, flip my briefcase out with my, like, $5 note and be like, I'm all in, boys. <laughs> I'm very poor. Uh, Man United... 
Newcastle, I think, I think, I, I think there should be no discussion there. It should be a three 0 win for Man United. But then, of course, it's Man United. We fuck around all the time, anyways. If we don't bring a CDM, we probably lose this somehow, some way. Uh, but I would like to, you know, try and be confident in Man United and predict a three 0 win. I want to go just <laughs> slap everything on the table and pray for the best. Anyways, moving on. Now we move on to Southampton, West Ham. Um, oh, I think we need a one-on-one draw. <laughs> I know that's really boring, but a one-one draw. West Ham's good, but they they've had inconsistent moments, and I I expect Mikel Antonio to score again. He's been very good recently. He was also very good at the end of last season as well. Really saved West Ham. Um, I think I think West Ham either win this or draw one-one with Southampton. But I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a one-one draw. Just to be on the safer side, and then watch it backfire immediately. <laughs> uh, that's where all my predictions go. I won one draw. Leicester City, Man City. Ooh, two-one Man City. I think. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a closer game than the rest of Man City's game. I think they've had a fairly easy draw to start the season with. Oh, but besides, besides Tottenham, where they lost one 0 that was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Then they score five against Norwich and then five five against uh, Arsenal. You know, classic <laughs> casual day at the office. <laughs> um, I think Man City win that. I think two one. Um, I don't like to say that as a Man United fan, but I think as a as a person who watches football um, fairly often and a person who wants to become a coach in the future, I think that's a two one win for Man City. Uh, I think I think Leicester City will put up a good fight. If if not, there'll be a one-one draw, maybe a two-two draw, or even a nil-nil. To be fair, Leicester City is pretty good at defense, uh, especially with Wilfred and Didi, Yuri Tielemans. You know, very very good de- uh, very good defense. Uh, so I think I think they they can do very well. Uh, but two-one win, I think for Man City. Their attack is also just disgusting, um, and they must be like sky high in confidence after scoring ten goals in the last two weeks. Well, anyways. Um, Next game, Chelsea Aston Villa. I think Chelsea win this. Chelsea have to win this. Yes, they're missing Reese James, but at the same time, I think Chelsea still win this no matter what. I think Chelsea win this. I think probably two 0 comfortably, uh, at least. Uh, they they might be more, uh, but who knows? So let's do two 0 Chelsea. I don't like Chelsea. I hate Chelsea. <laughs> My friends are Chelsea fan. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but you know, it's not. We we have our friendly rivalries. We talk shit all the time. Uh, I kept on shitting on him for buying no uh, for Chelsea uh, acquiring Gonzalo Higuain and Alvaro Morata to do basically fuck all for two seasons straight, <laughs> and then they sell Alvaro to Chelsea like to Juve again, and then Gonzalo Higuain now also went back to Juve and then has gone to into Miami for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah. Uh, next game, Leeds Liverpool. Um, I think Liverpool win this. Uh, their defense is stupid strong. Um, like, I think I think their defense is fairly good at putting up, you know, a wall against a fairly high-paced, you know, front, especially from Leeds as well. I think I think Liverpool win this. I think it'll be close though. Otherwise, it'll be a nil-nil draw. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one 0 Liverpool. Uh, I think it'll be a fairly co- close game. I think 
Based on Leeds' recent performances, um, I think they'll struggle a little bit. Uh, but I think they'll come into the the game firing uh, away in the second half, like really gunning for a goal. And Liverpool will have to really stop that while also trying to score a goal themselves. I think it'll be a one 0 Liverpool though. Maybe throw a penalty, uh, but don't don't hold it. Don't hold that against me. Uh, and then the last game of match day four will be Everton Burnley. Probably one of the boring, most boring games this week uh, to end off. But you know it is what it is. Everton Burnley. I think Everton win this 1-0. I think Rafa Benitez will do just fine against Sean Dyche. But at the same time, Sean Dyche is also very, very good at putting up a very good defensive like front. So, I think 1-0 well, I think will be I think a fair result. Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin will be very good. Um, even though Tarkovsky and uh, you know, Ben Mee is very good and consistent as well at the back. So... I think 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. My ears are ringing. My head hurts. I'm sorry. Uh, my brain, please stop functioning. Stop functioning? No, please continue functioning. Uh, just stop hurting, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that's the end of my predictions for match day 4. So, let's review these predictions. Tottenham Crystal Palace will be 2-1 uh, to Tottenham. Watford Wolves will be 2-0 to Wolves. Brentford Brighton will be a 1-1 draw. Arsenal Norwich will be a 1-0 win for Arsenal. May United Newcastle hopefully 3-0 win for May United if Ronaldo starts. If he doesn't then we're fucked. Um, and also if we don't get a defensive mid. If we don't get a defensive mid we are also fucked. Um, Southampton West Ham I think a 1-1 draw. Leicester City Man City 2-1 win for Man City. Chelsea Aston, Aston, Aston Villa Aston Villa Aston Martin. Uh, no, Aston, uh, Chelsea Aston Villa will be a 2 0 win for Chelsea. Uh, Leeds Liverpool will be a 1 0 win for Liverpool. And Everton Burnley will be a 1 0 win for Everton. A lot of 1 0s, a lot of 1 1s, and a lot of 2 1s. Um, that's because this league is very competitive, and any team can perform well and bad on any, on any given day. Especially with fans now, anything can happen. So. I expect a lot of the season to be very, very close, except for Man City's like two five nil wins in the last two weeks. Let's not look at that. But everyone goes on the international break now, as they are doing. I think World Cup qualifiers. If I am, if I am to believe, I am correct. Uh, a lot of the Portugal team are in Lisbon right now, um, and a lot of the players are traveling overseas currently. Donny Van der Beek will be missing the Netherlands squad though, apparently, um, because he's not getting enough game time, and so we'll see what happens. But. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I am so sorry if this sounds like shit. I feel like shit right now, and I'm currently trying to work on some work. Anyways, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.